Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. John chapter 14, verse number 16. You thought I was going to do the first six verses, didn't you? John 14 and 16, going to read down to about 20, 21. If you found that in your Bible, shout amen. amen. I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that you may abide, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Let's <clears throat> trip me up right here a little bit. Because it seeth him not, nobody can see a spirit. Not in the natural realm. You ever seen that? Neither knoweth him. But ye know him. For he dwelleth with you. It's important right here. There's a may in verse number 16 that you should underscore. And there's a shall right here. And shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me. I'm preaching on see me today. Because I live, ye shall live also. At, the last, at that day, we shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. I'm telling you, that pretty much wraps it up right there. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is that loveth me. That's the absolute evidence of the love of Christ is doing what he said. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Father, I love you. And I thank you for the day, Lord. And I thank you for these that have come. And I'm wholly dependent on you today. Do with me what you will. And when you're through with me, call me home. And I'll come to the house. But God, today the lot's fallen on me. <clears throat> so I pray you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue. Preach me inside the bounds of the holy writ. Help me be accurate in the scripture. And use me. For the glory of my king. I bless his name. I bless my king's name. Save some lost soul here today, God. Someone's unsure about salvation, and it's <clears throat> salvation's a certain thing. Help us be sure. Help us help others to know. I'll praise you for everything you do. Ask it in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> And amen, I'm interested in two words there. <clears throat> in verse 19, see me. Now before I give you 
the three little things that I want to throw out to you. I want us to examine these verses real briefly, briefly. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Parakletos is the word in the Greek there. I don't know Greek. I'll look it up in a book. And parakletos, and that's how they said you pronounced it. It, 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 it is this, it's one that come alongside of you. What I found interesting, this is the same word for advocate in 1 John. The only place it's translated advocate is in 1 John uh, chapter 2, and I think it's verse 1. He said, and you have an advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is parakletos. He's the one that comes alongside and comforts you in your trouble and trial. So there he is. We see that. And this word, I've never caught this. And I'm not trying to make you swing you one way or another on your theological beliefs. But he said that he may. It don't say shall. I've never seen that before in my life. I've thought that important enough to, to bring that out with you forever. So, well, is it may and shall the same thing? No. Big difference. May's permission. Shall does it. Even the spirit of truth. Now listen, you can have false hope. There's a lot of people today living with false hope. They hope they do this. They hope that'll occur. But their hope is false. There's people that's living with false faith today. They say, oh yeah, I'm telling you, you got a lot of people that's speaking out of both sides of their mouth. They're flying the Christian flag. They don't darken the house, the church house doors ever and say, you got to go to church to be a Christian. If you're a Christian, you'll want to go to church. It's just like being with the family. We get gathered with the family. We want to be with the family. You want to be with those you love. Where does Christ, he indwells me. Praise God, we've just read it. There he is. Where do we want to be? We want to be with the children of God. I don't know at the times I've heard this statement made. I'm closer to my church family than I am my own natural family. Spirit of truth. But you can't have, the, listen, you can't have false in the spirit of truth. There's no false hope. There's no false faith. If it's in the spirit of truth, it is what? Truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Now watch this. Because it seeth him not. I'm just going to tell you. With this right here, I've never seen him either. You haven't seen him. You've not, he's not come into the room and said, I am the spirit of truth. Look at me. You've never seen the spirit of truth. And he said, the world can't see the spirit of truth. How do we see the spirit of truth? I'm about to tell you. I quote this verse all the time. Brother Junior knows where I'm going. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of the man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them. That means by revelation, God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. So by the way we see the spirit of truth is he gives us revelation 
to who he is. The spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's how we know. The spirit beareth witness with our spirit. What is that beareth witness? It is it's revealed unto us. A witness is something, someone that speaks to something that's true. So the world can't see it. Why? Because they're trying to, <clears throat> Paul said, it's spiritually discerned. It can't be received to the natural man. The natural man receiveth it not, for it is spiritually discerned. It's understood by the Spirit. So the Spirit beareth witness with our spirit. The Spirit reveals to us. You can't talk me out of this Bible being true. And I'm going to tell you, I'm trying not to harp on what's taking place. When I wrote that song that I just sang three months ago, I had no idea how bad I was going to need that for me. I thought I was writing it for somebody else. And this morning, God said, hey, I gave that for, I gave that for you. Wasn't for, wasn't for somebody. I gave that to you because I could see out there what is coming and I knew you was going to need it. That's how he does it. How do I know that? By the spirit of truth. It is the Holy Ghost that indwells us. It can't him, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you. Where at, Brother Junior? He dwelleth you and shall be, shall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a shall right there. Why not say, but now? You know why? Pentecost hadn't come yet. Pentecost hadn't come. The Holy Ghost, according to what the prophet Joel had said, hadn't been poured out on all flesh yet. And that, that day hadn't come. The birth of the church hadn't occurred. It wasn't time for it. He said, but ye shall just wait. And they did. I'll not leave you comfortless. That word is orphanos. It's where we get the word orphan. I'll not leave you an orphan. If Ronnie Spriggs was here, I'd have him sing that song. I'm no longer an orphan. I'm not going to leave you an orphan. Why would he use that word, Brother Brant, when he's talking about this? Because he begins speaking about the Father. And you, you know what an orphan doesn't have? A plus. He said, but I'm not going to leave you like that. You've got a father. You've got a father. Jesus, the elder brother, we know it by the spirit that indwells us. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Praise God. There they are all wrapped up in one big ball. And Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead in a body. So I don't know him. I'll, you'll see him one day. Every person under the sound of my voice, those watching on the internet, everyone will see him one day. Now, look. Bow now and be blessed later. I'll not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Well, he just said he's leaving. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. 
but ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. This is a family affair. Are you with me? He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. Do you see a condition right there? But now, hold on a second. Hold on. I thought God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's exactly right. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world. Who shall separate us from the light, love of Christ? Tribulation, persecution, distress, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. None of those things can separate us from the love of Christ, uh, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord at the end of that uh, verse 38 there. But listen, listen. This is a different love. So here's what I saw. I didn't know I was going to use this. So the kids are bringing the change up and the dollar bills. Uh, Jim McComas, who is the CEO of Family Ministry, says, your kids put folding money in them boxes. <laughs> and they're putting the money in the boxes. And they're running, and I'm, I'm the preacher's loving watching the kids. That helps me. I'm watching the kids. All of a sudden, Vera Mae breaks into a run, comes over here, throws her arms around her daddy, plants her head right there in his chest. Now, why didn't she do that to you, Clay? Or Mike? Why, why did she do that to him? That's her daddy. That's her daddy. That's the love he's... Is anybody here? That's the love he's talking about in this verse. If you love me like that, plant your head. I am your father. He's your father. I'm your brother. We're all in one together. That's the love. Listen, I love you, but I don't love you like Pat, Dusty, Joe Beth, and Colin Boy. Keep the, it is he that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved in my father. That's the kind of love he's talking about here. And I'll love him and manifest myself to him. Now I'm going to preach you this in about five or ten minutes. So I'm thinking, Brother Gordon, how, how is anybody, he said, you'll see me. Yeah, but you're going to be gone. Yeah, but you'll still see me. Now, he's talking to a select few right here. Eleven, as a matter of fact. One of them's flew the coop already. Why? Because he's, gonna, he's turned his back on the Lord. He has, he has become a traitor against Christ. And this is all taking place in the night before he dies. So when you start reading this in 14, you read right on over through till they come to the garden and get him. It's been a long night and he's give great discourse from 14 to where they come and get him in the garden. And I'm thinking when I read this, but ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. But ye see me. I'm gone, but ye see me. I'm going to be gone, but you see me. How do I see him? I know how we, how the spirit of truth, 
reveals these things. But the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost, uses something particular. What is that? That thing that's in your lap, Marcus. The scripture. So has anybody else seen these bumbling buffoons on the news of late trying to use the Bible to, to, uh, just, just to try to come alongside. Uh, let me go somewhere right here. Sidebar. So when a football player falls down on the dirt in the field or fall, artificial turf, whatever it is, and everybody in the media, everybody in the news, everybody around the field, oh, now, now it's okay to pray because one of their gods is on the floor. But they're firing football coaches for getting together with their kids and praying before a ball game. This bunch of morons does not know what that book says. And they don't believe it. They don't believe that book. Why? Because it's spiritually discerned. I want somebody sent me a video the other day. This girl graduated seminary school. Well, that's a problem right off the bat. Gets up and here's what she says. Oh, great and queer one above. You think God's not long-suffering? You know what Mike McCoy does if he's in that spot and she says that? Whoosh, pile of ash you laying there. How about that, smarty pants? You know what God says? He looks at her in pity and mercy that endures forever and says, you're pitiful, maybe you'll hear the truth. All right, I'm off the sidebar. I'm back to the thing, how we see him. You know what? They, they don't read the book. And if they do read, they read some perversion. Now listen, I know there's other versions that's close to the King James in the, in the English language. They're close, but I prefer, I prefer this one. I know the miracle that put that together. You ever study that out? And I know there's no circle C in it. This is what convinced me most of all. There's no circle C in the King James Bible, which means, Brother Richard, that I can copy it 10,000 times and send it out to whoever I want, and they can't sue me. But you try that in any other version, and you're breaking copyright rules. Freely you have received. How much? Freely you shall give. I thought, well, Jesus hadn't changed his mind about that. I don't think he's changed his mind. I changed not. The scripture. He said, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. Now he's speaking to guys that could quote the Pentateuch. I mean, they knew, they knew the first five books of the Bible inside and out. They knew everything that was written about it. Most of the prophets and the Psalms themselves, they sing out of them. But they didn't know what it said. They could read it, but they didn't understand it. He said, for in them you think you have eternal life, 
And they are they which testify of me. How do I see him? In the scripture. How do I know? Because the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. Randall, I've learned something. You know, do you know, Jay, why God lets things come your way? Now, Lisa's saying, my praise, I don't have my praise right now, but it'll come back. I just don't have it right yet. But I got this, Randall. You, you look at this, you look at this scripture right here. We look at this scripture. This has answered a question for me. Let me find it. Let me find it. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, I've gone too far down. I got to go back to. I got to go up some. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified. Revelation chapter number 4, verse 12, 11, 12. For thou art worthy, O Lord. You know who's worthy in this room? None. None righteous, no, not one. For thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive what? What? Glory, honor, and power. Who's worthy? Him. David Mitchell, you know what he's looking for? Glory. And you know what he'll have, Brother Gordon? Glory. And I looked at Calvary. I looked at Six hours of suffering like no man on this earth has ever endured. We see Jesus made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Six hours of suffering. Here's how I'm going to be. If I get the chance to, if I go out by cancer, let's just say I'm going to go out by cancer. I'll just hypothetical. Here's what I want. All the medicine that they can put in me to keep me from hurting. Knock me out, fold me up, just shoot me full and let me die. Now the rest of you John Waynes out there that'll bite the bullet and suffer through it you're tougher than I am. Jesus wouldn't drink the vinegar. When he tasted it and knew what it was, he refused it. Because it, it, was, it had an ingredient in it to help dull the pain. Tony Wilson, you wrecked that car. You got broke all to pieces. All his bones was out of joint. 
You know where I seen that? See me. Where? In the scripture. Number two, see me. Where do I see him? In sermons. I wish I'd have used that word and all the things I was preaching. Words you find that we use that's not in the Bible. Sermons, not there, but we talk about them all the time. Let me give you the number one problem in churches of America today. Say, so you're not, you're talking about this church? No, and I'll tell you why. Because Jesus said, and I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. I want to go on record today, say I'm not here to promote Mike McCoy, Randy Maynard, the Free Will Baptist, this church, your family, anything you ever, any accolade you ever gained or any trophy you'll ever receive, we're not here to exalt them. We're here to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to lift the name that's above every name, and that name is Jesus. And he said, if you'll do that, I'll draw men to me. If you're drawn by the Spirit of God this morning, and he's trying to reveal to you that you're lost, and that tug comes from another world, and the moment you realize it, you can be saved. And that doesn't come from us. That comes from the Spirit of truth. And that only comes from him because Jesus said he won't speak about himself. He'll speak about me. So if I'm speaking about him, if I'm speaking about him, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. If I'm singing about him, I'm doing, what, how do you see him? Listen, we see him in the scripture, but we surely should paint the picture that we see him in the sermon. I'm not going to dwell right there because I want to go. That's going to be a short point. I could have preached too, but I needed that one. I needed that one to get it in my mind because not everybody reads the Bible and not everybody listens to preaching. They now, they might listen to talking. If you tell them how good they are and pretty they are and what you're going to give them, how they can win a prize and, and, and promote, promote the things of the world. But, not everybody's reading the scripture. Have you read three chapters this week? Don't answer. Child of God, have you read three chapters this week? Not everybody's reading the Bible. Not everybody's listening to sermons. I've been struggling with sleep a little bit. So I got up the other morning, pretty early in the morning, and listened to some of Tampa's preaching. Gary knocked it out of the park. I thought Gary knocked it out of the park down there. Talking about the haven. He's preaching right to me, didn't know him. Talking about the haven, the ship's coming in. But not everybody listening to preaching. Here's what everybody's doing. They see him in the saints. So that's a guy who said something to me on Facebook yesterday morning. Sent me a message early. Smoked me. Not everybody knows a word fit knows when to speak a word. When I stood here the other night, some woman came through the line, looked me right in the eye, and said, Did they burn to death? I said, it was grace that kept me from knocking her plumb through the second row. Yeah, 
And here's grace more than that. I don't know who it was that said it. I remember what she said, but I don't remember who it was. So you don't know. You don't. So they're watching you. Literally, Richard, a fella calls me from Ohio yesterday and said, don't quit now, preacher. Everybody's watching you. We shouldn't watch saints, but that's what they do, Dennis. But here's what they got to see in us. They got to see Jesus in you. That's the hope of glory. Christ in you. Is that not what it says, Jimmy? Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's who they're watching. They're not reading Bibles. They ain't listening to preaching. They're going to see what you do. They're going to see how you respond and what you say. They're going to see if you turn the other cheek or if you slap them into the second row. They're going to see what you do. You've heard it said in all your life, you're the only Bible some people ever read. You know what Jesus said? See me. See me. I wish I could stand here today and said, I'll tell you what, everything I ever done, I hope somebody's watching me. That wouldn't be true. Do you see him? Do you see him? There's a select few that see him, and that's the ones that's his. Do they see you? My wife's living in a bad place because she's living with me right now. And I'm trying to, I'm try, I told her going to Knoxville Friday, I said, look, I'm, I'm trying as hard as I know how. I'm just not doing a very good job at it. <clears throat> if you don't pray for me, pray for her. Because she's having to live with me. I can't stand myself, let alone. I, I, she's bound to be right to the last thread. But folks are watching. Tony sung that song a minute ago. Brenda, play something soft. Tony sung, sung that song a while ago. Do you know who wrote that song? Tommy Dorsey. A black man. Tommy Dorsey. Tommy, in the early years, was a, a black evangelist. And he went out everywhere preaching. He was unique. And he was gone a lot. And it was cold. I detest the cold. It was cold. And he was away. He had to take a train to and fro. He received a telegraph said, Come 
home now. And he catches a train and when he gets to his home, there's nothing there but ashes. The house burned and his family burned with it. And in the ashes, Tommy wrote, Precious Lord, take my you lead me on and help me stand. Why did he say that, Dennis? Because he couldn't stand on his own. Some hundred and maybe a hundred years later, Paul was still singing that song. Because in that, Jesus said, see me. You see me? Do you see him this morning? Do you know him today? Say, I can't see him, preacher. I can't see him, preacher. If you feel a tug in your soul right now, can I honestly say by the word of God, he save us such that we have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. If you are contrite right now and broken, you know what God's doing? He's wooing you to come. He wants to save you. So that why? See me. That I can see him. That you can see him. I've tried to show him to you this morning. And I know it's been a feeble attempt. But see, the Holy Ghost... The Holy Ghost takes our most feeble effort. And He takes it. And He makes it work. And it's a miracle of God how that works that way. But He can do it. He takes it and He makes it work. Could you read that and say, I see you, Lord. Stand to your feet with me all over the house. Bow your heads with me in the congregation of the Lord. Every head bowed in the house today. Nobody looking around. Kids, nobody's looking around. You're here today and you're unsaved. And you need to come. Would you by a raised hand say, Hey preacher, I'm one of them lost ones today and I've never seen him. But I got a little glimpse in the message today and I know I'm lost. Is they want to be that honest in this room this morning? While I look around, is there one that'd be that honest? Would you be saved today? You're never going to have a better time than you got right now. It's as easy as it's ever going to get. Say, I can't bend and bow at the altar, preacher. Come and just sit down. Come and sit. Some of these men of God will bring a Bible and let's show you how you can know and help you see. 
Would you come this morning? Just come. Just come. People, Christians are praying. Someone's come to the altar to pray, but I'm, I'm speaking specifically to lost friends right now. Would you be saved today? Would you be saved today? Would you come and trust the Lord? Can I ask you a question? Why would you not come? Why would you not come? It'll never be easier than right now. People are praying that you'd come this morning. We want to see you saved this morning. Randall, come get me a verse and chorus of that song right there. Just hear the blessed Savior. He's calling the oppressed. Come, you heavy laden, come to me and rest. Would you? Is that you today? Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.